Somebody say Christmas reveals God's secret. Christmas reveals God's secret. And that's why um, sometimes it's good just to worship. You know, what I love the most about what the worship team did is that they didn't sing the traditional Christmas song. They just worshiped and said his name because his name is what it's about, right? His name is what it's about. So uh, uh, today's message, tonight's message is called The Mystic Secret of Christmas. But to prep us for the message, we're going to look at this video, the Christmas scale. So, um, it's called the Christmas scale. And are you ready, Christian? I might say the mystic secret of Christmas. Mystic secret of Christmas. Most extraordinary Christmas songs ever. Joy to the world, the Savior's come. And um, one of the things that I heard on the radio, it was like I was just turning through and I never listened to the radio, but I happened to catch the radio the other day and there was a guy doing a commentary about the man that wrote Joy to the World. And he said when he wrote it, he said it was the oddest Christmas song because it never talks about the manger, it never talks about the angels, it doesn't talk about anything. It just says simply the power of the truth joy to the world the Lord has come and the writer said that's all we needed to say we just needed to focus on the fact that the Lord has come so Lord we thank you Father for the mystic secrets of Christmas Lord uh, reach, meet me in Col- Colossians 2 Father we thank you that there's a word we thank you that you speak Lord in the pauses Lord We thank you that you are present in the pauses we thank you Lord that if we would trust you in the pauses Lord that a secret will be revealed. So we thank you, Lord, for being tenacious, Lord. We thank you that we trust you, Lord, in the causes. We thank you that um, when we when we lift up your holy name, Lord, there is a message to be revealed. So we thank you for uh, Christmas and all that it teaches us. And, all that we discover every year, Lord. Every year there's something new to discover, Lord. There's something new to discover, Lord. There's something new to discover. So thank you, Lord, for the secret. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's do something different. Let's stand for the reading of the word. Let's go to Colossians 2. Now, last week we talked about Luke 2, um, but let's do Colossians 2 this week. Amen. A chapter that's never been associated with Christmas. So let's go to Colossians 2. Are you there? And now follow along in your birth and your whatever version you're in. If you're in your um, electronic Bible, then please uh, read the Amplified Classic version. But it says this: For my concern is that their hearts may be braced, comforted, cheered, and encouraged as they are knit together in love, that they may come to have all the abounding wealth and blessings of assured conviction and understanding, and that they may become progressively more intimately acquainted with. Let me say that one more time. That they may become progressively more intimately acquainted with. If you can remember that, repeat it with me. Progressively more intimately acquainted with. And you may know more definitely and accurately and thoroughly. Somebody say thoroughly. That mystic secret of God, which is Christ, the anointed one, that you would know more progressively, intimately, become acquainted with and know more definitely and accurately. Somebody say accurately. Accurately. And thoroughly. Somebody say thoroughly. The mystic secret of God, which is Christ, the anointed one. Okay. In him, all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. You can be seated. All right, Colossians 2, Colossians 2, Colossians 2. This chapter has nothing to do with Christmas. 
It has nothing to do with Christmas, right? Christmas is over. Uh, uh, even the resurrection is over at this point, okay? He's, he's, he's gone up to glory. You can sit here, sir. Um, uh, you, he's gone up to glory there. Um, the resurrection has taken. He's ascended. Uh, all this has happened. And so by the time we get to Colossians, the apostles have been persecuted. They've been dispersed all over um, all over uh, 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 the, the, the areas that God sent them to. So all this has taken place. This is not about Christmas. And so Paul is writing a letter to the church. So at this point, the baby that we celebrated at the manger scene that has been birthed into the earth. Remember last week we talked about the entire, it's the first time that the heavenly army of heaven came down to make an announcement to everyone that peace has come to those that God is pleased with. So all this has been, is, is over with and now Paul is writing a letter to people that are living for this gospel, living for this baby, living for this truth and he's saying this, I hope that you become more progressively, more intimately acquainted with God's mystic secret and he said oh, by the way the mystic secret is Christ the anointed one so how do you get to a place where you're celebrating this but but it's the time when Christ the Savior is born we're looking at Jesus in the manger and I heard a pastor say the other day he said unfortunately nobody lets him grow up he said, nobody lets him grow up. We love the manger. We love the baby. We love the sparkling lights and the, and, and the story. I was even watching Charlie Brown's Christmas special, and he gave the whole, I mean, I love it because Lionel said, Lionel said, you know what, he even put his blanket down. And a friend of mine said, she said, Did you? She said let me rewind it. Do you realize that Linus is completely dependent on his blanket? But when he starts to quote Matt Luke 2, he puts his blanket, his dependence down, and he said, and angels came, and they shined the other way, and they said, glory, glory, peace on earth, good will to all men. God's secret has been revealed. And then he puts his blanket up like, that's what Christmas is about. And Charlie Brown is like, I wish somebody would tell me what this is all about. And when you, I mean, Sister Claire works at Target, she said, I love people and hate customers. Because customers are crazy. They're into all of the commercialized madness. And like I said last week, I'm still trying to figure out the pink poodle. And I'm going to stop that person who has a pink poodle in front of their house for Christmas and figure it out. We have gotten so far from the story. We've gotten so far from the story that I had to, I was like, maybe Grace, let me show you a movie that has to do with Christmas. And we couldn't find one. The best we got was a five minute clip in Charlie Brown's story that said the real truth. This is what Christmas is all about. And so now Colossians 2, he's grown up. And so Paul, Paul is writing a letter and he says, this is the thing. You've got to get progressively more intimately acquainted with the mystic secret. He said, it's a secret. Nobody figured out that it's Christ the Lord, Jesus Christ, the anointed one. In him are all the treasures. He didn't say, I love it, because he didn't say, here, these are all some of the treasures, y'all. He said, these are all the treasures, all the treasures of the divine wisdom of God, the comprehensive insight, sir. It's in him. And so I love it because I went back to Luke, and this is what it said in Luke 2. He said in, I mean, in Luke 2, 39 through 40, it says that when Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And listen what happened. And the child grew and became strong. And he was filled with what? Wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. 
So the baby, so the, the Luke chapter two gets you set up for the story. It tells you that he came. It told you that it's the first time ever that the heavenly army came to make the announcement. God sent his chief messenger angel to make an announcement that joy has come to the world. And so then he says, but this is only for those, the only those that please God get the peace. And they go through all this. And then we see who? We see two prophets, Simeon and Anna say, you know what, Lord, I could die and go to heaven because your promise has come to pass. And then they go and they get him circumcised and they follow all the rituals and they take the baby home. And that's when he gets deep. And God said, I'm going to wrap up all the growing up part in one line. And the child grew and became strong. But as he was growing, he was what? Filled with wisdom. Filled with wisdom. Filled with wisdom. And then Colossians says, he was filled with wisdom. And then it says, and all the treasures of divine wisdom are in him. So God's secret mystic secret came and it lived in cities that were random it went to places that were random people were trying to figure it out and discover it because it was a random secret do you think it was by chance the three wise men and this is the thing for some reason we look at pictures or we hear people's watered down version and we think it was just three men on three horses walking around in the desert well We've we've kind of narrowed it down. It says, no, 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 no. When you think about these were three wealthy men. These were three wealthy men. So they had an entourage with them, okay? The closest you can actually get to it is if you watch the movie The Little Drummer Boy. Because at least in The Little Drummer Boy, they showed them they had camels and and gifts. And they brought gifts to Jesus. What do you think they carried them on? So these are three wise men from the East, and they studied science and astrology to figure out where exactly the child was. Because remember, it was a what? a mystic secret so they have all the wisdom from the east and they follow this secret and they come and so look at this look look at this i love it because the child grew up but look at this in matthew 2 2 6 it says this in matthew and um, you can keep matthew open my bible kind of falls apart but look at matthew 2 I remember one time when Sir uh, Sir was little. I don't know if you remember, not little. We were in high school or something. But Sir had to take an astronomy class. Do you remember that? And he was just going off about this. I don't know why that always followed. I remind remember that. But he was mad about taking this astronomy class. And he was like, I don't understand. I want to take something that means something. And, and you know, Sir, when he gets, if you know him, he's like, I want to take something that has a me. And why am I taking astronomy? And I said, Well, one good thing is if you talk to the girls, it'll be some serious because you can look at the sky and tell them. He was like, that oh, always yeah, I never thought about that. But oh I remember it was like, why am I taking this? Why am I taking something that doesn't seem to make sense? Can you imagine the wise men when they were young taking astronomy classes, wondering how will this ever play out? But because they took and they studied this, this mystic secret of the stars and the moons moving throughout the sky, they were able to find God's mystic secret because they understood yeah. something that nobody else understood. So that goes back to the pause. This guy said, my mom tried to tell me. Remember, he said she tried to tell me the greatest story of mankind is in the scale. The scale. You mean to tell me the scale has the greatest story? Yes. Play it forward. Play it backwards. Now pause in certain places. And God is trying to tell you your life is so tremendous. Everything about you. Keep soaking up information. Keep soaking up information. Keep getting up in the morning. Study the most strangest of things. Because when I reveal what I'm going to do in you, you're going to say, oh, I'm so glad I knew this. Oh, I knew this. And oh, God, you put this in me. Oh, you put that in me. And God is saying, now in the fullness of time, it all comes together. So look at this in Matthew 2. It says this, and you, Bethlehem, 
Now, this is talking to where Jesus was born. It says, you, this is, let me set it up for you. The wise men came, they followed this information, and it landed them at the king's palace. They never would have had an audience with the king unless they were on his level. Please understand that. Okay, please understand that. So we need to know that God didn't just come to anybody. Look, look at this. Look at this, how God set it up. He goes to poor shepherds with an angel. But he goes to rich wise men in a far off country with astrology and science. Then he goes to the parents that are having the baby and says, I want you to go in a poor area and you don't even have a blanket. I'm going to give you rags. So God covers all these spectrums of society. Men that are just guarding sheep in the dark. They worked in the dark. Not even, they worked in the dark keeping track of their sheep. So of course they're going to pay attention to a star. The, the, the wise men studied astronomy. So of course they're going to pay attention to a star. So God takes the most random of people and he brings them together for this mystic secret. And so then when he goes to Herod, and Herod was like, wait a minute, we got these, they, these men know their stuff. They know these are the top astronomers of the East. Well, let me pull out my people. And it says what? In Matthew 2, it says that Herod pulled out his astronomers. He pulled out magicians. He was like, all of y'all come. We're about to have this meeting. I need to have all the information. And he looked at his magicians and his astronomers. And he says, did you know that a king was coming? I'm the king. Did you know? And they said, yeah, it's in the scripture. And he's, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's going to be born in Bethlehem. It says it. They're like, you, you didn't know? You didn't read? This is what it says. And he says, what does it say? It says, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, look at this. You are not in any way least, this is the Amplified, or insignificant among the chief cities of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, a leader, who will govern and shepherd my people of Israel. So God says you're in a pause. You seem insignificant. Well, they're not going to call me because I don't have all of the credentials and I wasn't nominated for this and I didn't do that. And a friend of ours put out an album and it, it was a tremendous album, but it didn't really seem to do anything. But then he got called for a Grammy. What? He says, oh, you, you, you that you're no way least, Monica. You're no way insignificant, Anise. You're no way insignificant, Michelle. He says, from you, you're going to be able to stand with the big dogs. And we love those underdog stories where this random person gets on the stage and takes the mic in front of all this greatness, and they're like, I'm just Bethlehem. And God says, yeah, but I chose you. I spoke to astronomers, and I had them study your location for years, and I moved all of heaven around to shine right on you where you are with the little information you have, a poor shepherd in the dark. But you you meet wise men from the east. You guys all come together and you're going to find each other. Think about that. That is why Christmas is such a glorious time. Not for gifts. It's because it's the alignment of God's mysteries. I dare you to go into the concordance and just do a search on the mysteries of God. It says, oh yeah, you know that's God's mystery. You look at, I mean, you can go to Ephesians chapter 1, Philippians chapter 1, and they'll talk about the mysteries of God. It's all in Christ Jesus. Because what was thought to be a poor baby laying in a manger ended up being one of the most significant persons of all time because God wrapped himself up in flesh. And then he says what? And he grew in wisdom and strength and was what? Filled with wisdom. So he's filled with wisdom. And he said this, he said, Lord, my prayer is this. This is what he prayed. He said, Lord, I pray this. He said, my prayer is that they would get in me and I would be in you and then they would be in you and you would be in me. And, then, and that's how the treasure gets inside of us. 
And so I love it because if you follow the wise men, and look at Matthew 2, 10 through 13. My glasses on. Look at, look at this, what the wise men said. 10 through 13. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, of incense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country another route. Have you ever, I'm trying to think of an example, we were watching the movie um, Big Hero 6. That's a movie. Anybody ever seen that movie? <laughs> Big Hero 6, well we have to watch all cartoons here. So. But if you watch the Big Hero 6 movie, it's a group of friends. And they just seem like a random group. But they all are excellent in science in some random way. But one of the guys that hangs with them is just Goofy. He just, his name is Fred. Fred. Like, Fred is his name. Like, Fred is just the Goofy dude that gives them ideas. I want you to be able to make me disappear. How cool would that be? And they're like, Fred, really? Boom. Speak to the hand. Fred's like, in every scene, Fred is just chilling. They're all working, walking around, dealing with their experiments, trying to come up with their dream, work their plan, work their purpose. You ever meet people? What you doing, man? I'm working my purpose. Man, what you I'm about to go do this. Man, what you They always, they're working their plan. But Fred, Fred's just chilling. Fred's eating. He is like, his whole day is based on what he's going to have to eat. And I was like, you know, okay, Grace is just laughing. And in my mind, I'm like, what is the purpose of this character Fred? So they go through all this drama and they're running through town and Fred is afraid, but they keep Fred with them. And Fred is just their friend. You always got that one friend. I remember a friend, of, I used to have a guy named Lee who was with us and Lee never had money. And we leading to that. I'm going to medical school, and when I when I make it big, I got you guys. I got you. Just pay for me today, Lee. We okay, really? Medical school eight years from now. And he's like, I'm just telling you, I'm gonna be big. I'm gonna be big. And we lost track with G, with Lee. And I was in Sprouts one day, and I ran into Lee. I said, Did you make it big? Oh, sis, I got my PhD and my MD, and I'm a holistic doctor. I said, Well, you gonna pay for my groceries because you gonna be okay. And he was just cracking up laughing. But Fred is this random friend. <laughs> but when they get their back up against the wall and their everything, every resource is run out, everything is gone. Fred's like, I know a place we can go, dudes. Let's go. And they're following Fred, and Fred's like, Yeah, yeah, my name is Fred, yeah. And they go to this house and they're like, Okay, Fred, we are even trying to knock on no random doors. And it's this big, huge mansion. And Fred is like, Oh, dude, I totally forgot. This is my house. My parents are at their summer home. Fred's a millionaire, bazillionaire, okay? And the next leg of their pause, after their pause, they found themselves in a pause. And this person that was in the group, random, didn't seem like he just looked like he took up space, ends up saving the day and takes them to the next level. And so the thing that I love and appreciate about the wise men is that they were wealthy, they had an entourage, and three things that you want to get from them, okay? And let's go there, and if you just, for the sake of, of just listening to this message again, three things that you get from God's mystic secret. All treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways of God. Lord, what are you doing? Lord, I don't know. What are you doing? Number two, you get the comprehensive insight into the ways of God. And three, you get all riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. That means that God's light, he just lights your way. It just opens up possibilities. It opens up doors. And so you don't give up. 
When you're in a pause like that song, this isn't making sense, Lord. You said I was going to be a, a world, a, a, a song known for generations and generations, and I was going to be great. You said that I was going to be just one of those songs that people sing, that children sing, but I'm only eight scales, and I can't even go forward. God, so that's okay. You're going to go backward and have pauses, and you are going to change the world. Amen. And I love it because yeah, yeah, with yeah. the mystic secret, because it gave you treasures and comprehensive insight and all riches and spiritual knowledge and enlightenment, guess what? The wealthiest men from the East stopped at the house and said, this is where we're supposed to be. They had an entourage. And see, this is what California is. This is what LA is. This is what Hollywood is. Oh, it can't be in this little room at this random hotel off the freeway past the homeless people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Piano player didn't even show up. This is a backwards pause. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it sure is. But the wise men got to the house. Matter of fact, it wasn't really a house. They were in the back garage, right? The man said there was no room. You can't even come in on the inside. He was like, Yo, oh, they're, oh, you're looking for those people? They're around back. Where are all these wealthy people come from? Okay, you sure you're in the right place? This is exactly where we're supposed to be. Amen. They didn't second guess. They didn't hesitate. Yeah, yeah, what did yeah, they yeah, do? Yeah, Three yeah. things. They came, they, wisdom brought them there. Wealth was deposited there. And worship lingered there. You got it? Why, because they, they weren't just rich men. I love it because God never said the three wealthy men from the East. They're never known for that. They're known for wisdom. Because only wisdom will tell you to go to the back door around the corner in the middle of the dark with some donkey. Not even a horse. I mean, really? I thought about that. It was the first time this year that I said, Lord, you didn't even have a horse in the stable. He was like, nah, we weren't rolling like that. I was like, forget the horse. That might be too wonderful, too elegant, because horses were revered animals at that time. He said, let's go for a donkey. And a donkey has the heater. And they didn't hesitate, but they were like, we are in the presence of God. So their wisdom brought them there. Their wealth was deposited there. And their worship did what lingered there. Because they understood the secret. And then the secret protected their life and said, now, don't go back that way. Don't yeah, go yeah, back. Yeah. And I love it because here it's so deceptive. Hey, why don't you tell me where you're going and then I'll come and worship him too. You don't even have that kind of heart. You ain't going to go to no back alley, uh, back garage and look at what? What? You're not that guy. I'm going to bring my whole entourage. You want me to stop here? No, this can't be it. We're looking for a king. Yeah, this is for real. The king is... Go around the back. No, I'm sorry. I said he's supposed to be like the king of all, all people, like bigger than me king. Yeah, around, he didn't have the divine insight. So wisdom gives you all treasures of divine, not wisdom, divine wisdom. Wisdom that speaks to you on a whole nother level. Wisdom that says, play it backwards and pause three times. No, God, that can't be who you're calling to help build my life, yep. The backward pauses. And that's the kind of secret that God has. And so the wise men are forever remembered in mm. history. Mm. Not for their money. And remember, they had an entourage. They didn't bring a gift each. It said that they just deposited gifts upon the king. They understood they were in the presence. When Anna, the prophetess, when she saw the baby, she didn't say, this is just a baby. She saw beyond the baby. And she said this, in him dwells all the fullness of God. 
And I love it because Colossians 3 is going through, I love it because Paul's going through Colossians 2 and he's telling them the resurrected promise and he's going through all this. And then in Colossians 3, 4, he goes, okay, this is what I want you to know, Jess. You died, Naoe. You died and your life is now hidden in Christ. And then he stops like this and he says, and you know he's our life. And then he goes right back on into the city. When he appears, you'll appear with him in glory. And I always said, Lord, what was this random pause that Paul stopped and said? He said, he, he's giving the whole rundown of the secret. He's saying, resurrection life, will you hide your life in him? Your life is hidden in him. And he said, you know, he's our life. That's the secret. He's our force. He's, he's uh, the reason why we get up when it looks like all hope is gone. He's the thing that pushes us beyond the pause. He's the thing that says, wait, count, two, three, four, joy to the world. And he hears the melody. Play that piano. Play that piano. He knows it. He knows our story. He knows that joy is in the notes. He knows that. He knows it. And that is the secret that we celebrate. And that is what makes a child in the middle of the night get up and say, is it Christmas? Is it Christmas? It's not Saint Nick. It is the understanding. So why is it magic in the air? It's not magic. It's just the God's mystic secret. It's all in the air. That's why all of heaven said, God, you're leaving. You're going to earth. We're going with you. Glory to God in the highest. Glory, glory, glory. And the sky lit up. And the shepherds are like, what is going on? He got to show us. And I love it because it's what the shepherd said, Monica. Let's go tell him exactly the way he told us. We don't need to change the story. We don't need to flip the language. We don't need to do any of that. Let's go tell people exactly the way God showed us. And it sounds crazy. So you guys are really putting your whole life, you're putting all your, all you got on a baby that came. Yep. You're putting all your, you're baking everything that you're doing in your life on a man that ends up dying on a tree. Yep. And you believe this same man in three days got up and, yep. And you believe that Thessalonians says that we who are alive will be made and will be caught up. You believe that? Yep. It sounds like a mystery. Yep. That's right. It's a secret. And you need, I love it because my cousin told me when I was in Philadelphia for my uncle's funeral, he said, cuz, I'm reading the Bible. I said, that is great, because I mean, this is like, you don't understand how deep this is. Like, he never wanted to read the Bible. He says, it doesn't really make sense, but I'm reading it. I said, oh, it's not. I got to tell you, that I'm glad you're reading. Not going to make sense. He said, what are you talking about? I said, oh, if you look in the scripture, it'll tell you. It says, it's all mysteries unless you have the spirit. So in order to really understand the secrets, you got to have God's spirit in you to interpret the text. And he was like, what? I said, oh, no, it says it. 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 It says, it says, I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, it hasn't even entered into your heart. The things that God has prepared for them that seek him, it said they're so deep. So it says the Holy Spirit goes into the deep things of God. He digs through all the deepness of God and he reveals who you are. It said, but these things are revealed by spirit. So the spirit of God is the key that unlocks the mysteries. I love it because Amos said, God does nothing. God never does anything without revealing his plan, his secrets to prophets. He says, so if anything, God's gonna do anything, a prophetic word has to come. 
And you know what? Prophetic words don't come to tell you what you expect to happen. Mm -hmm. They come to tell you what you never dreamed. Mm -hmm. They come to tell you, what did they come to tell you? The comprehensive insight into the ways of God. Mm -hmm. My husband started this job, and he had applied for another one that looks like amazing. And he came, he said, oh my gosh, just the other day, you know how he is, he said, God just told me, if the other job calls me and says, I got it, don't take it, stay with this one. I said, come again? <laughs> I'm sorry, wait, I want to understand. He was like, I don't even understand it. I'll be back when he gives me more. I was like, okay. I was like, because I don't understand it either, but God knows. It's like that movie of Frequency where the guy goes back in time and then he tells him when he goes back in time, he goes, remember this word, Yahoo. And he was like, what? Yahoo, trust me. You will be wealthy if you remember this one word. So God will come and tell you Yahoo. Huh? Google what? <laughs> we don't. We have dial. What? We don't even. We don't even have a computer. Mm -hmm. Stay with me. Yeah. 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 Google. Yeah. And that's what God says. Mm -hmm. So that's God's mystic secret. I love it because Matthew two sixteen, and I'm closing, and I'm going to give you three things. I just want to give you this side note real quick. Matthew two sixteen says when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. And he gave orders to kill every boy in Bethlehem and his vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Sometimes wisdom is going to cost you something. You know, I, people write you off and then they get intimidated. <laughs> they say you're nothing, but then they come back and try to kill you. If I'm just a baby in a manger, if there's no promise, why did you kill every young man? One of you are going to be something, so we're just going to wipe out. So there's a generation that was wiped out of Jewish men two years and under, just gone. Because Herod couldn't figure out what it was, but they were so, he was so intimidated, he said, just kill everybody, just in case. Some people are looking at you in your backward pause and they're nervous. And you go, why are you nervous? I'm barely making it. I'm taking my, I, I live on Uber. I don't even have a car note. My car note is my Uber and Lyft payment. And he's saying, Herod is looking at your life, the spirit of Herod. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you look at, listen, 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 listen. Two weeks ago, I had two different pastors post on social media and at first I was like why would you guys post something like that on social media one pastor said this he said please pray for me he said I was just sideswiped by a friend mm -hmm. and he said and I'm hurting so desperately I'm I'm aching mm -hmm. he said pray for me another pastor posted pray for me but this deal I was working on fell apart pray for me and I wrote and I said it's just a season where the church is under attack. And then Anise sent me the message today that ISIS sent notice that they were going to come against the American church. And they were going to do some bloody bombing or whatever like that during Christmas time. And the Lord said, all the stuff that the church is feeling, I, I went to Detroit, I went to Virginia, I went to Atlanta, and I went one more place, oh, Philadelphia. And either churches sold their property and they're closed, or buildings that used to sit two to three thousand people are now only have five hundred to seven hundred people. Mm 
So they're not running at the capacity. So they're saying that more churches are opening up never before, but people are going to church less. We have the gospel and we're sharing it on every platform possible, but nobody witnesses anymore. And so when ISIS comes and says they're about to destroy the church, the church has already been under attack. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that when people, when there's a Herod in your life that's like, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to take you out, it's already because there, it's an intimidation factor. They see something brewing under the surface because it's the yeah. treasures and the mystery and the wisdom of God. If you wonder why all of a sudden you come to work and your boss is mad at you, you're like, I'm insignificant. I'm third row. I'm the assistant to the administrative assistant to the vice president's assistant of the other people. And they go, yes, but I'm intimidated by you. What is going on? Because there's something that's that's coming. And it starts in the most unusual way. Come on, come on, come it on. It starts in the most unusual way. So all of these pastors that I keep seeing in churches that are getting smaller and smaller. And smaller I'm talking about major churches with elaborate buildings. I mean, just smaller and smaller. My my, my godfather now, where I got ordained, he, he has to split the sanctuary now. He has the divider down the middle because it doesn't fill up only every, every, every now and then. Does the whole, but when we were little, man, you couldn't get a seat by five minutes after service. And I said, Lord, there's an attack going on on the church. He said, that's okay. Because I came in a manger and I can meet in a half empty room because it only takes two or three. Amen. He said, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. The attacks are on and I'm letting you get beat up to He said, I'm letting you get up. So after Christmas, Herod came through and killed everybody. Killed everybody. Remember when Moses was when Moses was being what happened? All those little boys murdered. Just a whole a whole section of young boys just murdered. Moses survived. Jesus survives. And he tells his father, take him and go to a most random city. Go live in Egypt. And God will tell you some random things. He'll tell you random things. But when you know God, you'll trust the left the message. That's right. You couldn't tell us nothing when we lived in Atlanta. This made so much sense. Newly married, cheaper cost of living, you can buy a brick house, you don't even spend a lot of money. What part of this, like the movie, what part of this doesn't make sense? Yeah. And God says, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Close it all up. And go to a place where you can't prosper probably more than one yeah. Go there and enjoy the ride. The mystic secret of God. Mm -hmm. Three things, and I'm close. So, in case you want to remember this about Colossians, yeah. remember this. Say this with me. Say, God's secret, God's God's secret, secret covered my secrets. Covered my secrets. secrets. God's secret, God's secret covered all of my secrets. Covered all of my secrets. The secret is He's our life. God's secret. He came and He was born by in flesh. And our secret, if you read Colossians 2, 13 through 15, it says every legal note that came up against you that said all your business, every bill you owe, every person you did wrong, every disease, every sickness, every horrible thing, he said it was nailed to the cross. <coughs> wiped out. The secret revealed God's secret and took care of my secrets. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Because a baby was born. So remember, when you see Christmas lights, when you see Christmas lights, whatever their reason is, you say, y'all may be just decorating your house just to have beautiful lights outside and all that, but guess what? 
Guess what God's saying? He's saying the glory. The glory is here. Joy to the world. The Savior is coming. You can kind of see these lights in the room, right? But watch the secret revealed. If he dims the lights, the secrets reveal. Yeah. This little light gets brighter the darker it gets. Remember? Play me backwards and pause. That's the secret. In my backward pause, God is present in the darkness. How will people ever know what you're really made of? Unless it gets dark. It, it has to get dark. It has to get dark. So in your darkness, just remember, God is writing a tremendous melody. And his greatest secret is come to destroy all of my secrets. Lord, we thank you. Lord, for some, it's just a baby. But that's just the way you came. Perhaps if you would have wrapped yourself in flesh and had robes flowing off of you and the sky lighting up and you came as a 33-year-old man, man, some would have been, yes, he's here. Because there was an uproar even about the prophecies. Some said a political leader's coming. Some said he's going to come and make us rich. But those who knew you said, he's going to wipe away our darkness by bringing divine wisdom, treasures, all treasures, comprehensive insight, and most importantly, the blood. So Lord, we thank you for revealing something that we needed to know about ourselves. That wise men, they'll come looking for us. Whatever your dream is right now, whatever your calling is right now, I want you to get a visual right now. Some of you may want to fall on your knees for a minute because you've been asking the Lord, oh Lord, use me. Some of you are talented writers. Some of you I know are amazing actors. Some of you uh, are going to be uh, amazing with technology. I think about that with Christian, his, his insight into t technical things is amazing. Whatever your thing is, music, clothing design, whatever it is, get a glimpse and just say, Lord, I won't lose sight when I go backwards. And I won't give up when I pause because you do all things well. Yes. And now say, Lord, for Christmas, what I'm asking you for, a prophecy. Speak Holy Spirit. Lord, in this room right now, give comprehensive insight. All wisdom. All wisdom. Treasures hidden. I love it because Isaiah said there are treasures hidden in dark places. But God reveals the journey. You are our map. And so, Lord, the thing I'm asking you for is to show Yair why he was born. I know he has some insight, but send him a word. Lord, send Monica, send, send Sister Clara, send Miss Angie, send Aunt Janet. Send us a word. Reveal your truth, Lord. Because that is what Christmas, Christmas fulfilled 300 or more prophecies. 
and it didn't happen until 300 years of silence came. So in the silence, in the pause, in the backward existence, God, we will trust you. Yes, Lord. Because a promise is still a promise. A word spoken in due seasons like golden apples in a setting of silver, the Bible says. There is a time to die. There's a time to be plucked out of a situation. But God said there's also a time to plant. I will remove you and plant you somewhere else. I will bless you indeed and enlarge your territory. I didn't say that to the best of the best. I said that to the one who was born in sickness, the most insignificant in the lineage. I told him, I came to a city that was almost a speck on the map to remind you I am in the backward Pause. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am in the dark. I will send not just an angel to reveal to you, but I will send my chief messenger, Gabriel. When Gabriel came to Zechariah, Zechariah said, How? And my, Gabriel said, Wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, Do you know who I am? He said, I am God's chief messenger. And then he said, I stand in the very presence of the Almighty God, and I have been sent. God wants to send you a word in the most random of places. Follow, follow, follow the star. Follow the star. Don't go for the glitter. Follow the star. Be wise, says God. Be wise, says God. Worship in it. Linger and worship. Linger and worship. And I dare you to bring the wealth of your gifts, the wealth of your mind, the wealth of your assets to me, says God. And I will restore anything you lost. For I am the God of the backward part. Yes, 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 yes. I am the God of the emptiness. I am the God of the one who said you are nothing. You are insignificant. Then that means I am exactly who God uses. Because the Bible says God doesn't choose the wise or the brilliant or the wonderful. God uses the most insignificant of people. So that all in it all, he will get the glory. So God, we thank you for these days of the pause in Hallel. We thank you for the days of the pause in our life. We thank you for everything that looks bad because it doesn't come into a symphony until it's backwards, God. Until it doesn't make sense to anyone. But you are being birthed in our backwardness right now. You are being birthed in our pause. And because of that, we say Emmanuel. God is with us. God is with me right now. You can leave, but God is here. God is with me. He said, my rod and my staff, they comfort you. Goodness and mercy, follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will not be afraid. When 10,000 fall in front of me, I will not be afraid of ISIS. I will not be afraid of churches closing. I will not be afraid of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the mystic secret of God. I serve the one who's the mystic secret. And he is with me when I'm not married. He's with me when I don't have children. He's with me when I'm sick. He's with me when a practicing doctor says I have two to three weeks to live. He is with me. Hezekiah heard the prophecy and he said, God, I'm still going to fast for my life. I'm still going to beg you to heal me. I'm still going to beg you to touch me. I made 
some mistakes, but you were in my paws. And God said, I'll give you 15 more years just because you trust me. You don't know what God might do, but oh, he's a light in darkness. Fall on your knees, the song says, and hear the angels singing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hear what God is saying to Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. God said, look for my words. They will come swiftly, says God. And I will tell you your next assignment. And I will tell you how to survive the pause. Yes. You heard me when no one else did. You trusted me like the Magi. You came to a a dark place and you fell down in worship and you brought your wealth. Would I not remember you, says God? Be wise, be wealthy, and worship. Find him. Tomorrow people will go under the tree not even understanding what the tree symbolizes. It's the tree of knowledge and good and evil. It's the tree, the fir tree, that stays alive in the deadest of winter to remind us that life is here, no matter how dark and cold it is. God says, I'm in every symbolism. I'm in every symbolism. Would you trust me if I wrapped your future in newspaper? Mm. without a bow just dirty newspaper thank you for being here now Lord we ask that you would bless these blankets for the homeless the city is trying to cut down those that look insignificant those that are in their backward parts. And that's wonderful, you know, Lord, I I realize it's wonderful because it puts pressure on us to get involved. Yes. So Lord, we thank you that we get to remember people that are forgotten. Because you always remember us. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 And our nothingness. Yes. Who am I to be arrogant? Who am I to think that I'm so important? But we are children of the Most High God. And though he has hidden us in his quiver, he said at the point of time, I will pull you out. He said in Isaiah, it's too small a thing. I would think just for you to be my servant to the church. I'm going to send you to the unchurched. I'm going to send you to those that don't know the secret. I am going to use you as a light in the darkness. Double doors. That's my prayer over you right now. That God would open up double doors. In Jesus' name.